0: Welcome in, guys. This will be our first podcast, and of course, the first podcast episode gets started off with my six-year-old screaming in the middle of the night. So let's let's see if this podcast goes like that. Uh, this is this is called uh, on a family basis. We are four cousins, and we're just going to talk about baseball, and we're going to talk talk and have some laughs about growing up together. So. My name is Jake.
1: I'm Ben. I just have a quick question. Dale, before you jump in, Dan, are you eating potato chips?
2: No, I'm not. But that's a good question. You're right. Let's Mm -hmm. continue. Yeah, go ahead. That's that's fair. I I am Dallas. Dallas Dallas. Or Dale. And as just established, I am Dan, and I am not eating potato chips.
0: I don't don't know.
2: Jake Uh, saw
1: it. He heard it, too. I heard the crunch.
2: It was bad. It's, it was right. a, It was cellophane, not a bag. Sorry. All right, cool. Uh. Either way.
0: So, again, this will be a weekly baseball podcast where we just get together and take a lap around the bases, talk about current events, and then also some topics that maybe need some further discussion. So we'll just jump right into news uh what we'll do first is we'll just start off every episode by talking about what did we watch this past week in sports could be uh sporting games or documentaries or just stuff on TV but what did you guys watch this past week in uh, in sports
2: bowl mania baby which ones as many as I can. I don't remember exactly all of them, but I caught part I have of to the imagine it's hard semifinal to, games.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I have to imagine it's hard to like, or having a kid, it's hard to just sit and watch a full game, start to finish. It's virtually So you impossible. probably yeah. caught like 10 quarters of different games, you know what I mean, collectively. Fully, fully accurate. So yeah, I feel that, yeah.
0: No, no, Ben, not quarters. You mean like minutes of games. And that's <laughs>
2: yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plays, 10 plays out of, then, out of each game. You know, you get a yeah. five-year-old who walks in and goes, all you watch is boring stuff. When can I watch my show? Yep, yep. And then it's well, oh if
1: you only know how bad your little dinosaur show is, I don't want to hear it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Just record them uh, watching it
3: and then show them what they watched 10 years from uh, now. I watched some
2: of the semifinal games. Really wish Michigan would have showed up. They I did not. I really expected, and I I really felt bad for Cincinnati, Drew. I I honestly, my thoughts on the whole uh, BCS, I it is so frustrating because there's no reason yeah. Bama jumped from four to one with the no, B- that I'm mean, that's just like Alabama, Georgia, like that's Alabama that's favoritism, ridiculous. though. That's it's that's ridiculous, a- and then you they give Cincinnati. Bama, it's trash.
3: Of course it is, but the yeah. SEC runs the SEC runs NCAA
2: right
1: now.
3: NCAA and football really is su- ran by the SEC.
2: You might as well call and it the championship game.
1: SEC is two football. More SEC teams.
3: I mean, you might as well, but except, um, I don't know. I was just talking with Jake about this the other day, like how players are starting mm-hmm. to get paid, like monetary monetary consumption. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. going to legitimately like change the. It's going to level a little bit of the playing field. I really do. I do believe that Alabama is favored by the critics, like, 100%. But they've also been the most winningest team, like, in recent memory.
0: So, yeah. so it's, it's hard, hard It's hard to, to
1: argue when yeah. they're just going to win every year anyway.
0: Besides college football, and I think we'll talk about, you know, Chicago sports later on. Did you guys watch anything else besides uh, some recent bowl games? Or is that pretty much about it? No, I
1: watched watch a, lot of, uh, a lot yeah, of on Sunday for uh, fantasy-related purposes. No, Hester and I just had a really chill weekend, like Friday and Saturday. We were both off, so we didn't uh, we didn't go up north because of COVID, so we didn't want to be around like for uh, New Year's or anything like that. So we just right. decided to hang out, and then Sunday I had work, but I can watch you know, my little TV. Um Uh, I watched a little bit of that introspective on uh, Madden Mm. after, you know, after he passed and everything that um, was said about him, you know, and it, it truly is weird how, like, the name Madden, it stopped meaning about a man and just meant a football video game. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's weird. Like, you just say 2K and you instantly know you're talking about basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's cool. Like Madden, Madden became like bigger than what he was, which was still a humongous, you know, icon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, you know the only thing I actually watched in maybe this is recent memory, of course, but tonight they tonight oh uh, we're recording on Monday night. Uh, tonight they were showing the. Game six and game seven of the 2001 World Series, and that's mm. the Diamondbacks mm. and Yankees. I mm. watched game I watched game seven when Luis Gonzalez walked off uh you know and the Diamondbacks won the World Series. So mm. spoiler that's alert. The, <laughs> I mean that's you're literally twenty years later.
1: Twenty years later. I
0: just actually, woke
1: up out of a 20 year coma. Don't my cable
0: service is on serious. a
3: 20 year delay. Kind of like the <laughs> USSR. Yeah.
1: It's like yes. AOL. Yes. I still yeah. don't dial up internet, yeah. guys.
0: The only two pieces of news that really came out in the past week or so about baseball in particular are the kind of the first topic we'll talk about, but I'll mention them now is that uh, the AP, AP News named shohi otani their uh their ap male athlete of the year Mm. and then also the uh seattle mariners their baseman kyle Seeger retired and that is what our first topic will be is uh shohei and Seeger. and we'll start off with talking about shohei because i think it's kind of the easiest because of his last year this past year was the year of shohei otari and i i sent you guys that article about just talking about him in the year he had but let me just start off with this kind of question is that realistically in the best way you can maybe explain this is someone who doesn't play baseball or you know some family member who has no reference how hard is it to pitch and hit at the elite level how hard is it
1: if i had to guess i would say it would be like being the top brain surgeon in the world while also being the best lawyer in the world.
0: Wow,
2: I mean, yeah,
1: you're magnificent. So, two very specialized, very difficult things to do. Yeah, and you're the very and and you're at the top or one of the best at it. I think that's pretty difficult. I think that's pretty
0: neat. None of us played college baseball, but we all kind of played baseball growing up together. But I mean. Usually, you favor one over the other, and I think the difficulty of being able to pitch, even in high school, being able to pitch and start and dominate, but then also come up and hit a home run that's I mean, that's that's hard when you're a teenager, let alone a 20 27 year old playing against the best in the world but then
3: again like also being taken out of the pitching position and then being put in the outfield like
1: and knowing that you're not missing anything yeah knowing that you're not like losing a fielder you know what i mean
3: it's just a true that's a that's a true like i don't know a better word to use it like it's a true utility player that is the yeah. utility player like the man can pitch And play a position and still bat like that's the ultimate weapon.
1: Imagine if you were a pitcher and a catcher. It'd be wild. I actually heard, I read
3: on the Bleacher (laughs) Report that he's working on his speed so he can pitch to himself. It's nuts. All right, all right. I can
1: just imagine the first, the first at bat that he just gets cracked in the ribs. (laughs) He's running, (laughs) just.
0: Experiments <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> so over. So, and this kind of leads into the second question, but a snippet or an excerpt from the AP article, uh, it says this: "It says uh, he is an everyday two-way player uh, that, for many decades, in uh, and nobody has been has been both one of baseball's top power hitters." In one of the best pitchers since Babe Ruth. talks about him on the Red Sox in 1919. The right. question I had was, is Shohei Otani our generation the modern Babe Ruth, or is he a totally different kind of athlete? The game is different.
2: How so? In every way. Baseball is entirely different than it was back in 1919 than it is now. And I think it's too early and unfair to give him that title after. Granted, don't get me wrong. The guy is phenomenal, and he's an amazing athlete to itself. But Babe Ruth did that for years where he would pitch and play the off field and hit, and hit, Tremendously for years. So I think Shohei could be the next, you know, to Babe Ruth style caliber player. But I'm just not ready to give that title up after seeing him do it for one season. Granted, there's more teams. The world is different. You know, you have people playing from all over the world now where Babe Ruth didn't play guys from all over the world. There was play. like two world wars since Babe Ruth played. Right. So the entire world right. in the game of baseball is entirely different now than it was then. You can't oh, I don't I don't yeah. you can't compare you really you really can't justify one by comparing it to the other.
0: Do well, I think Shohei Otani yeah. could
2: be? Go ahead. Yes. No, I'm just gonna finish. I'm gonna I do. I think Shohei could could be. Yes, he could be, but I th- I need to see more of a sample size than a season. But I thoroughly believe Shohei is an amazing athlete and is, it very well, could be the next coming of a player to have that type of caliber.
3: No, I was just going to say, actually, I really was going to come out with a strong um, argument for Otani, but uh, I'm going to side with Dan on here. The mm-hmm. and say like the like the sample size just isn't large enough. Um, right, and right. I mean, and also, uh, he, I mean, yeah, like looking at like some of the RBI, like he's for a pitcher. I mean, if we're gonna like classify him as a pitcher, right. it's it's pretty remarkable what he's done for a pitcher. But for, I mean, you you put his batting his batting stats up next to an actual hitter. It's it's okay. It's good. It's still good, but it's not like it's not reparted.
0: Yeah, Ben Ben, what do you think?
1: So I agree with what they're saying. But here's my point. But it's only unfair to Shohei because we're comparing him to Babe Ruth, right? So that again well, that means a little bit more than just no 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 because dan yeah. Babe ruth isn't just the last great hitter pitcher which he happens to be he's also the three one of the three greatest players yeah. in the sport yeah period so it's it's impossible to compare him to him that like you that's what say, i'm saying oh, it's, it's great compared to a willie mays or is he great compared to the all-timers, yeah, of course, but is he also, like, Shohei is he great is he compared to Daryl Strawberry? What?
2: said, so, is he great compared to Daryl Strawberry?
1: Probably yes. does less drags. I, mean, I say probably because I don't know, and I don't want to <laughs> catch
0: But yeah
3: You know, since, like, this is, like, a, a discussion for the era, like, it's per era, right? Um, Babe Ruth, some some folks would say, yeah, Babe Ruth is great back in his day. But would he be able to compete nowadays? And I think that's just, that's an unfair comparison, like, obviously, just because yeah. the caliber of player that he was playing against is the standard of what he was playing against. Much like the players right. today, like, it's just what people have evolved to play against. So, I mean, it's, it's apples and oranges, as far as, like, trying to cherry-pick, like, oh, you can't just claim the argument that uh, you know Ruth isn't as good of a player because he played back you know in his day it's just it's just apples and oranges like I'm sorry I'm sorry that he played against people or you know like the mound was a little different the ball was a little different the bats were different like the athleticism I mean if you guys have seen a video of Ruth's workout it's, <laughs> yeah. the man was drinking and smoking while playing like
1: and his workout so, was just like Getting uh, hit in the <laughs> stomach with like a like a Donkey Kong barrel or something. Like, what, are we, what is It's this? just different, right? But that leads, um, that leads perfectly sure. into my point, which is a lot of people who are naysayers of Babe Ruth, like yeah. modern people, and a lot of it is just trolling on the internet or whatever, saying like he sucked at baseball, right? But that's assuming that he wouldn't if if he was magically brought into today's baseball.
3: But he, that's he assuming
1: wouldn't he wouldn't smoke. In the dugout and drink and eat 50 hot dogs a day and do whatever. You know, he would have the same technology that hitters have now, plus his natural ability. Right, I think that's what gets taken away. Yeah, It's a gets taken that he wouldn't be great if we transported him here. But we can say, like, if we brought Shohei back into 1920, it, it sucks, but he wouldn't even be allowed to play so that's also what i was saying if
3: we're gonna like get into the nitty-gritty yes that's true. That, that, that's
2: what i was saying it was like it's a whole different world that yeah. babe ruth played baseball in people from mexico from the, 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 <laughs> from the, the, the dominican like anybody of non-white descent face, was <laughs> wasn't allowed to play baseball
3: it is also unfair to i mean and this isn't just like the current Debate, but it's un, it's unfair to other players, modern players, to not say that they are as good as or better than Babe Ruth just because they played at separate times. Like I feel like baseball is one of the more well, maybe not anymore, but it is one of the nostalgic sports where like you can't really like like talking about the past or, or you know, like you know all the super superstitions. It's like. A little bit of taboo to bash the the past. But it's like, you know, Babe Ruth probably had a lot of flaws as a person, but also might not be the best anymore.
0: The one thing I will say is that I do do think it's a little premature to ever call someone the next anything. You can go across sports with talking about LeBron being the next Jordan. they are different players, different times, all that stuff. That's for sure. But I will say this. He had statistically maybe the best overall season ever. Even compared to Babe Ruth, statistically, both areas hitting and pitching, even in Babe Ruth's best of both, he had the best season maybe ever. That doesn't mean he is baby Ruth or they're better or anything like that. But I do in believe it, uh well for one thing, the uh
2: like okay, so over- Shohei is overall hitting, he had forty-six home runs. Didn't he didn't he lead MLB in ho- home runs this year?
3: Uh third. Uh, for, for a time
2: So he finished third in home runs at yep. forty six. Yep. He yep. was what top fifteen in RBIs with a hundred. I think he had a hundred even. Yeah. He also batted under 260. Yeah. I don't look at yes. those as top. They're great numbers. Like his batting average is subpar, in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, Jake's coming from an analytics standpoint.
0: Yeah, so when you yeah, when Jake's you look, more on he also led the league in triples. And he had 26 stone bases. He scored 103 runs. Those are numbers reserved for top of the order, like super, super quick players. And his ability to lead in triples, uh, be third in home runs, yes, in this era, having a lower average is okay as long as you are producing certain numbers. But all I'm saying is that with that plus his Over nine strikeouts per nine innings and his nine and two record with maybe, and I say this, maybe the best off-speed pitch in baseball with that splitter being unhittable at times. Those two things, being able to hit and pitch at elite levels, top of the league levels, I think even Babe Ruth's numbers don't match. But that's, I'm not saying he is Babe Ruth or better or anything like that, but maybe one of the best seasons ever, easily the best overall season we've seen, I think.
1: All right. Can I ask this real quick, real quick, though? Doubt, in your opinion, who wins in a fist fight, Shohei Tani or Babe Ruth?
3: Neither. The
1: Danimo there.
3: That's, that's fact. <laughs> that's <laughs> fact. He, if I'm
2: in the room, the they're both losing. Before.
1: He ate all the hot dogs before.
2: If I'm in the room, so Ruth, they're so both. Losing. Spanish, Dan able said, to "Sorry,
3: those hot dogs are my <sighs> hot dogs."
2: <laughs> now he has nothing to fall back on, and Shohei wins because the- he just kicks him in the head once.
3: And then Dan hits him on his pancake booty. He walks <laughs> out the dugout, gets a home run. Sorry, taking, taking, taking the rounds
0: in a very clumsy transition. Let's move on from talking about Shohei Otani's 2021 season to a relatively unknown to most of, even baseball fans, Kyle Seeger, the third baseman for the Mariners, retired. First of all, did you guys know much about him? Absolutely. Well, you did. Yeah. Did did you guys? Did Ben Idal? did you guys know him?
1: I did from the show. Barely. Mm. Uh, and I'll, I'll admit, because, yeah, a lot of my I play the came show, from it's the shows, not like from
2: video
3: games. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say, it's not like I watch a lot of uh, Mariners games. No.
2: So, uh, you
1: guys don't? But yeah, I, I, I know watching with him in the show and stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> again, uh, his, he had an 11-year career, which is relatively short but also i mean for average is longer than average but for someone who stayed with the team for 11 years he stayed with one team in seattle he never made the playoffs he his best season but for as far as home runs rbis and overall ops was last season but yeah. he had only a two twelve average and only a little bit, a little bit above three hundred on base percentage. So really, last year was in some ways his best year. and In some ways, he struggled. The question I would have really about Kyle Seeger, you guys read the article I sent from the Seattle Times. The conversation about staying in one place for your career. Versus the mobility that we're seeing, in all sports really, and free agency is the easiest way to see that. What is the what is your opinion on staying in one place versus player mobility?
2: I mean, it's all—it's personal preference. There's no like, there's no right. There's not going to be a right or wrong a- answer here. That's so not what, true, what, Dan. What, all right, so I don't think there's though, a right or wrong answer. I think it's all it's personal preference, man. Like no, yeah. there's well, always a good. right answer, Dan. I'm pretty
3: sure there so is messing with
2: you.
0: This is this is subjective. So, Dan, what would what is your view on staying in one place versus mobility?
2: I don't have a a view. I I mean like yes, you do. I don't. Like I would leave myself open to re-signing with a team as well as I would try to keep my options open for anybody who who wanted to sign there's a player. The,
3: like, there's the opinion then Danimal.
2: No, it's not it's is it my my opinion is that I am I don't lean one way or the other. I'm not Dan opposed loves to super guys teams. He I don't loves
3: having three stars on a basketball team. He just loves it all. Everybody sign where all the money
2: goes. All right. Yeah, I mean, clearly you got to chase that dollar.
0: Ben, what do you think?
2: Uh,
1: do you guys know who Kurt Flood is?
2: I, I believe you just speak so. Speak up, and use your big boy chest, and say it again.
1: Wait, do you know who Kurt Flood is? Yes. A...
2: I can't hear this
0: you. is, This is your point.
2: What do you, yeah, you ask a person now. You make a point.
0: Don't don't ask (laughs) ask me to tell who he is.
1: Anyways, yeah. So he's he's basically the guy who fought for uh, free agency in baseball. And he pretty much lost his career because of it. Because no team would sign him after it happened. So because that man was willing to do that for his career, and he was a good player, above average player, way above average player. Could have been a Hall of Famer, probably. Because he was willing to do that for his career. I have to support all player movement. And wherever you can get the most money to better yourself, better your family, go for it. And I don't really care about uh billionaire owners in any sport. So I'm pro player in all instances, in everything. So I want them to go go wherever, go to the moon. I don't care if they're willing to give you money. Go wherever go wherever anybody's willing to pay you money to do something.
0: Yeah, so uh on that point, Ben, uh actually he was my dad's a uh, favorite player at that time, and when he was not able to really sign, he was devastated. He told me uh just recently that when he was fighting to for free agency that in a very in a very quick succession, my dad's mind was changed. And from wanting, you know, your player to stay, especially if it's Hall of Fame player, wanting them to stay forever. If you're so lucky to dropped one. But the the mindset of the owners, the owners having ownership of a player's career. And they have no control over if they, you know, have a good team around them and, you know, what what they actually want. And so the first season that free agency came into play was 77. And that's when you saw mayhem go across uh, baseball. And that's when you saw Richie Jackson sign to the Yankees Yankees and the Angels sign like 20 or not 20, like you know, five really good players. Um, but that's also why you see this frenzy, this free agency frenzy this this offseason. Um, but with that being said, the one question I have that pertains to that free agency nowadays is for the is for the Mariners. Now, with the free agency being on hold because of the lockout, which we didn't even mention, uh, but there's no you know future meeting for the MLBPA MLB in the MLB to sit down and talk you know talk more. So this lockout could go. Really, as long as uh, they so choose. But with that being said, th- with the Mariners now not having a third baseman, a, pr- a productive third baseman, who should the Mariners go after for talking about free agency? Who's out there that the Mariners should target?
1: I don't have a specific name, but my plan would be. Look at your team and realize, or think about how far you are from the playoffs. Like, how close are you? The Angels have gotten better. The Astros are losing Correa, but they brought back Verlander, so they're still going to be probably favorites in the West. The A's are always the A's. You never really know. They're going to hover around 80 to 90 wins somewhere in there, right? So, realistically, if you're the Mariners, you're coming in dead last time. So, the question is, do we have any minor league talent that's worth checking on halfway through the year? So can we find a staff gap third baseman? Can we find a guy that yeah, we only need to pay like one and a half million dollars to? That's going to be our opening day third baseman. He's going to play for a couple months until we have a new guy to call up. Or are you going all in? Are you saying we're going to throw a $100 million at Chris Bryant? Or we're going to throw whatever to whoever? You know what I mean? Right. So right. that's kind of the question that you would ask yourself. And I think me personally, I think Mariners are closer to being dead last than being close to making the playoffs. So I think saving the money and going to stop, yeah, third baseman would be my, my go-to. That would be my go-to.
0: The one, the one thing I would say to that is, well, two things, is that their first thing is they only out of the playoffs. They only were down right. two games. I think they- yeah, I think We're you're sleeping close. on how
2: actually close Seattle is cuz Seattle is significantly a better ball team than like Texas. And, and, and the the second, I forget about this, the Rangers, yeah. They
1: this, you're
0: right. this the second point I was uh, about to make was they signed Robbie Ray, the reigning Cy Young winner, and they yeah, also yeah. traded they also traded for Adam Frazier, a uh, second baseman. So they really only have one or two
2: spots that really and, need like, a, a star. And, Ben, you said right away Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's name's already been tied to Seattle as far as a target from their free agency. Uh, I think Seattle is a lot closer to making a significant run at the NL West, if not a wild card.
1: <clears throat> well, they might win the NL West, but they're sure they're not winning the AL West, <laughs> Uh
2: I think they're a lot closer than you are clearly giving them credit for.
1: Dude, the Rangers got better, too, though. The Rangers got Seeger and Marcus Simeon.
2: Yeah, but
0: they're not going to make that big of a jump. They won 60 games last saying, year. They're, they're not bad. They, they still have nobody
2: be, to pitch the ball. They I, I have think no the Mariners pitching.
1: are – I'm just saying, I think Robbie Ray had a great season, but I don't think Robbie Ray has gotten significantly better year in year. I, what I'm saying is I don't think he's going to be this good next year. It's I gonna do. be like an RA Dickey situation where he just pops up, he wins to Cy Young, and then he just goes away. No,
2: okay, that's fine. Sure. But I think I don't. I think I think you're not giving them enough enough credit because I think Seattle is gonna be a lot closer to competing for the AL West than you think they are. Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, so Dan, if they're if they are close, who is that player? Would you say it's a Chris Bryant high money player? Player and save some money. Well, what would you do?
2: I mean, if Bryant's willing, you got to take a chance, right? I would think so. I mean, hell, being a Sox fan, if Bryant's willing, I want Bryant and Chicago.
1: Mm. I'm pretty sure not all major league teams would somehow. If he was willing to go there, they would take him. What, right. What do you say? But, but
2: you also got to think, I don't think Chris Bryant's also looking to just get paid. I think Chris Bryant wants to compete and compete for several years. I'm
1: coming home. I'm coming home.
2: Well, he's, he's from Vegas, so he's not going home. Yeah.
0: He's yeah. playing for the Raiders yeah, this sure. week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, but for Chris I Bryant... Uh... The, the idea for Chris Bryant. I mean, he's gotta be Keep what it. your
2: top he's, he's gotta be a top tar- target, right? As your third base slash left fielder, utility outfielder, center fielder yeah, right. right.
0: But you would have to pay a player like Chris Bryant twenty twenty-five million a year. And the one problem is that the Seattle Manors turned down cost seekers option for 20 mil for this next year so are they willing to make a commitment for that amount every year for the next let's say six years or it might
3: be because Seeger's older
0: he's 34 and chris chris bryant is 30.
1: so this is hilarious to me that he just retired at 34 years old dan this yeah uh, in the red shirt right down there is older than kyle <laughs> Who just retired, sitting on how many more
0: million than all of us combined? Yeesh. I mean, I mean, I mean, his brother is is getting paid bank in Texas. So
2: okay, so I mean, was, if you get rid, if take Brian out of the picture, I don't think Chris yeah. Brian's going to go go to Seattle. Granted, his name's been tied to Seattle already a little bit with trade rumors. I'm sorry, with free agent signings, but he, I don't think Chris Brian's going to Seattle. Your other top, top next four, at third base alone, because you got to replace Kyle Seager. Okay. Kyle, Kyle Seager only made one All Star game in eleven years. Yeah, Where, that's true. You know, so it's, it's not. He was a great player for it, Seattle. He wasn't mm-hmm. a great player all around. He had a very good MLB career, but that's the extent of Kyle Seager's career. So yeah. you're looking at you're looking at then a Jonathan VR. Yeah. I think is a better fit for probably Seattle than Chris Bryant. Uh, you the- got guys like Matt Duffy. He's 31. Yeah. Yeah. But Duffman. he's 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 31, but he's also he's more of a plug and play guy to get you to somebody you got coming up. Matt Duffy is not going to be your next 5-year third baseman.
0: Yeah, true. Well, as far as I'm aware, the Mariners do have some prospects coming up. But either way, so keep going, Dan. Sorry.
2: No, no. I'm saying you got guys like Hans Roberto from Kansas City. Yeah. You know, uh, 29. Mikel Franco from the Phillies, 29. Yeah. You know, you have other guys that you could fill and put into that. Spot to get you through, and I think that's the way Seattle's going to probably go. I think they're going to probably go after someone like a Jonathan VR or a Mikel Franco to bridge the gap. I mean, you have yeah. guys like still like Castro is listed as yeah. the third baseman. You got yeah. uh, you know the age, ageless Starlin. Oh. You got uh, you got guys like uh the ageless wonder as Jubal cabrera. I think that's more the route Seattle's going to have to try to go.
0: But but should they? Should they go big or should they play safe? I don't do I don't think?
2: think that I don't think they have the team to go big. I don't think they have enough uh firepower on either with the bats or the mound to
1: you were just you really saying I was crazy for saying the Mariners. No, I said I,
2: I said you don't give them enough credit for being as close to a contention team. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series. Yeah, yeah. I would hope not. that's the difference. I'm not saying Dad, they're going to win the think? World Series, but I don't think they're a team that's going to make to make the big enough splash.
0: I think we can agree that if I'm right. the, if the yeah sure. If the Mariners uh, want to spend money and want a long term fit, Chris Bryant, it has to be at the top of your list. But if it's not, it's got to be a stopgap. And I'm not sure what they want to do. But as speaking as a Cubs fan, I would say Chris Bryant is a pretty good option. And, you know, again, his utility uh, across different positions. I think is very underrated. It's, it's gonna hurt his numbers like his war, but it's going to be uh very valuable to any team. I think if the mariner believe that they can't catch the Astros, but if they want to get a wild card spot, they have to get Chris Bryant. But if they're you know willing to maybe wait a year or so, they can get someone as a stopgap. We spent quite a bit talking about the the first uh, section, but let's move on to the second one, which is more about. Uh, ben brought this up. Was talking about who, who is uh, the one player uh, in baseball right now that you want to start your team with? Is it Shohei Otani or is it someone else?
1: Dal, you want to go first? I'd go with. Uh,
3: I'd still go with Albert Pujols easily <laughs> obviously
2: like are we, are we talking like 47 year old albert pools right now or like 19 year old approvals from 2000.
3: i do and like albert the one,
1: one hasn't been 19 years old even 10 years ago
3: 1954. <laughs> or 10 years ago <laughs> not
1: the, the one right 68-year-old. now
3: i would pick the Albert pools right now to be like a batting coach no, I would take
1: realistically, yeah, if you don't mind, yeah. I'm going to go. Please. Give you go some ahead. time to think. I would take Juan Soto. I agree. He's like 18 and a half years old.
0: 23, got, by the way. I
1: think he's got prom next weekend. And he's been <laughs> in the league for five years already. Yeah. Yeah. And he's insane. I mean, the stats are, I mean, through the roof for this guy. Literally, nothing's going to stop him from being a Hall of Famer. I think he is on a very fast track uh, to be considered probably one of the best of all time. I really believe that. Because he's already accomplished so much at such a young age. He's already got the World Series knocked out. If he never wins another one, that puts him above, like, Bonds never won a World Series, Griffey never won a World Series, Tony Gwynn Mm -hmm. never won a World Series. I mean, all of these guys, you can line them up. Would you
0: say? Yeah. yeah. That's fine. That, that's, it's fine, Ben. I agree. Sandy I think Sorcerne you should. Never won World well, I mean, that's, that's different, but I would say Juan Salo, he is 23 of his four or three full seasons in the pros. There was 2020, which isn't a real season for most part. His three f- full seasons. He has been in the, uh, he's won rookie of the year. And he's also been in the MVP top 10 of the MVP, which at 23 years old is a good place to start. I wouldn't go with someone like Todd T. He's injury prone. His shoulders. Yeah, right. But I would say Juan Soto for his overall production, but also his off-field. He never is going to have, uh, as far as we know, any off-field issues. So I like Juan Soto. Uh, Dan, who do you think he uh, tune with?
2: No, my my pick was also 100% Juan Soto. So no. <laughs> hey. Dude, for some reason, I thought you were
1: going to say Hunter Pence. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. If, what you're starting, if you're not it starting, if you're not starting. It is 100% Hunter Pence. <laughs>
0: He's on a different podcast, so let's uh, outpick him. But either way, (laughs) so
2: I hope he hears this then,
0: yeah. But uh,
2: so it has to be okay, it's got to be either Juan Soto for the sheer upside of what he's done in the league. Like, the guy has batted 292, 282. Granted, 2020, he batted 350. I like
1: Jason, that was such a short move right
2: yeah. and in 2021 he batted 313. that already puts him in as, as a career batting average of over 300.
0: yeah but his on base is on base over 400.
2: correct his on-base percentage was 406 401 490 465
3: which is 430. a 432
2: career he's he's averaging a 432. right That's which is
1: absolutely not- ridiculous I just Barry Bonds went through like a seven-year stretch where his was over 500. Yes. <laughs> For seven <Yes>. years. <laughs> Barry Bonds.
2: Barry Bonds is the topic of conversation all to himself. Yeah. Yes. Like, and that is a day worth of conversation because that man yes. is arguably the greatest hitter in baseball history, in my opinion. Like, regardless, take out steroids because he had a he had a virtually an Hall of Fame career before he started taking steroids. Like, the dude was just a machine. Like, pure, one of the most pure, pure baseball hitters I've ever seen. Nonetheless, yeah. it's gotta, it, has to be, it has to be Juan Soto. Or, I understand he's a little older, but, like, you can't go wrong with picking Mike Trout.
1: Yeah. You, you, I mean, it.
2: the Angels have tried to build a team around, them, around him. They haven't successfully done it, but they're trying. But yeah. I mean, he is also a next level, world class ball player, to the likes that we've never. There's been so few that we've seen, like oh, Mike agree. Trout in himself is in conversations for best at positions of all time,
0: of all time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, can't can't argue with that. But in in the very simple, let's just say a name to make it kind of short with this, but. So we talked about current players, but if you had to pick to start a franchise with one player in history, who would you pick? And this doesn't have to be maybe the uh, hometown team or, again, a current player, but who is maybe one player you would say, I want to start my team with that guy. I'll go first and Again, recency bias on this, but I will say Roberto Clemente. Easy. I mean, you can go down the list, but for me, having almost a 20-year career with it highs and average and gold gloves and all-stars and MVPs, World Series championships, I'll just say Roberto Clemente, I would start any team with by, by far.
2: Um, What's going go ahead.
1: Oh, the answer is Willie Mays. That's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's the answer. That's <laughs> I'll sit back then. That's why I was going to go there. No, realistically, Willie Mays, I mean, well over 300 career hitters, 600 plus home runs over I'm ass- I, mean, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me I'm not looking at it but I'm assuming he had a ton of hits over 3,000 hits maybe stolen bases obviously the defense I'm almost
2: <laughs> positively made his over 3000
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean there was nothing that he couldn't do on a baseball field plus he was most you know he has the most kind yeah, of defensive play 3293 He has a 150
2: 100. 156 career war Oh gosh so um, that's my pick. 660. I think, but I also
1: think Willie Mays is the best
2: uh, baseball player of all time. He's my six, number. 660 home runs and a career 301. He's almost the
0: 666.
2: Eh. with John Dowd. It's in the DAB. Show. It's DAB.
1: John Dowd uh, did that in the show
2: on, on all the time, or uh, MVP. Uh, or
0: Dan, who would you go
2: with? Big shout out to my boy, the nineteen ninety seven AL Rookie of the Year, ben, ben Grieve, baby. I love Ben Grieve. Always have. Always. You have.
1: realize his whole career lasted in the MLB baseball game video game series, <laughs> <laughs> like from start to finish. He's done in like this this a time. You get like four video
2: game covers in there. That's it. Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't know that I have a uh, a player that I would want to start from. Like I, I guess, yeah. May mine will probably be Matt Mantle for the sheer fact that he's arguably yeah. the best switch hitter ever. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Like
2: he chipper, is. Right? He is. It's. I. I you got to give it to. I got to give it to yeah. Mantle. Matt Mantle uh, best switch hitter ever. 500 plus career home runs, seven time World Series champion. I think he's got, you know, one or two MVPs. I think he, he uh, was in 61. He did play in the year 1961. Yeah, <laughs> actually very played. accurate. Um, he, he did play during that, he, that year. I
1: don't even know if he was alive when that movie came out.
2: Uh, Mantle died in he 95, died. so he was not yeah, alive when that movie came out died. because he died of, died of cancer in 1995. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I guess mine would. That's my favorite player of all time. So I mean, that would be my bias is uh, Mickey Mantle.
0: Okay. Yeah. Dallas. Who would you say? Honestly, um,
3: it kind of sucks. Dan said that because I was about to. Pay, I was about to say Mickey Mantle. Also. You can just um, just add to it. Add to it. I mean, it's just because I mean, Dan's accredited like his his power and his switch hitting capabilities, yeah. but he's also. Yeah. He was he was clocked at like three seconds getting down to first from home.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: that's pretty pretty outstanding. Like regardless he was like of the first
2: epitome of like a five tool player when yeah, they it really was... started like you know counting uh, tools, counting <laughs> counting no no tools willy nilly all over the place and somebody sat down
1: and organized and only
3: I mean. He didn't have like an outrageous amount of stolen bases, but
1: well, he had all those leg injuries. Fat.
2: too. He had so many leg injuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also that's,
3: that's, incredibly fat, and yeah. Yeah, defensively.
1: No, I, I thought you said incredibly fat. I was like, I think we're thinking of a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was fat. I thought he was in good shape. Now, I mean, now I'm second to guessing too. what fat is.
0: He was the fattest. Ph. I. Dan, Dan, uh, why don't we go to your uh, topic, and yeah, you know, we can take our time. But the you want to talk about the third base, the third topic we'll talk about. Do you want to intro it?
2: Uh, yeah. Give me a second to pull up what it, what it even was. I <laughs> didn't even remember what he was. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> We've been talking about so many different things. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, uh, the NL East. I uh, my my part of my edition uh, was talking about breaking down the uh, each division by division. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, being able to cover all of the divisions prior to start of the season, and I just arbitrarily selected the NL East as the starting point. Um, Obviously, we're coming off of a year where the Braves just won the World Series, top team right. in the NL East. Uh, they have a, some holes to fill. Freddie Freeman is a right. free agent. You know, top first baseman, free agent in baseball right now is Freddie Freeman. Does he go back to Atlanta? And then does, if he does, does that immediately make Atlanta the next, does that does that immediately move Atlanta to the number one spot.
1: If they bring back Freeman?
2: Yeah. If they bring back Freddie Freeman, does that make Atlanta number one?
1: It depends on when Acuna gets back and how healthy he is when he comes back, if he's 100% rehabbed. Um, obviously, they had a combination of Jack and Soler and I think me and Eddie Rosario and uh, 40 other people playing left field for them. So they need to find figure that part out. Because once Ozuna got suspended, you know, they were able to piece it together. And I don't think their rotation is going to be as solid. Like I don't know if Morton is Morton coming back? Did he retire? Who? Charlie Morton. Oh, you know he broke his leg, right? But is he is he coming back?
2: You know what? I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, what I'm saying is, okay. So they might need to fill his rotation spot. So it depends on how many or how much money they're willing to spend. Um, yeah. On a on a on a starter, on a frontline starter. Because if they can secure a frontline starter, starter, then you have to imagine that they would be the favorites in the NL East, and then. So right now. The, uh, favorites to win the NL again.
2: Yeah. So right now the Braves starting lineup without Freddie Freeman. All right. This is it looks like you got Albies, Swanson, Duval, Austin Riley at third, Darno behind the plate, and then your outfield. Uh you got Arcia, uh, Orlando Arcia filling in at first, Heredia in left, and uh Christian Pocky in center. Okay. And that's still do you still have some holes in the mountain? You've got Obviously, Max Fried is going to be your ace. Yeah. So far, all the Braves have really done is they signed a backup catcher and Manny Pena. They re signed yeah. Pena and uh, Kirby Yates. So they kind of boosted the bullpen a little. And
1: he was good two uh, years ago.
2: Yeah. When he was in uh, San, San Diego, Diego, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, they lost Freeman. Right now they've lost Eddie Rosario. They lost Soler. They lost Jock Peterson. They lost Drew Smiler. They've lost Chris Martin. And by they lost Stephen Voigt. But I think the of balance is in Manny Pena.
0: I mean, That's maybe. I
2: think, I
1: think the Braves need a starter. And then from be, from just remaining the top dog, But you have to like the Mets getting Scherzer and DeGrom. Yeah. So you get those two back-to-back, yeah. back, right? That's it. Even if you – I mean, because the Mets always find a way to screw up to Grom starts well, they'll get, yeah, like, true. one run or somehow half a run because of the Mets, right? And it's yeah. just ridiculous. So, I think if you get him and the him and Scherzer back-to-back, that's, like, two losses to start your week if you're a team. And then, yeah. you know, so the Braves are going to be tough. We'll see. But my pick is the Braves – uh the match are gonna be tough, but I my picks the Braves. I think the Braves are gonna, gonna repeat the end
0: at least. Yeah, the the one thing I'll say about the Braves uh is that yeah, but them losing so many different pieces and I don't think Freddie Freeman's leaving. I don't I mean I think that they have to figure it out. I think they will. Uh, so I think he's coming back. So that infield alone is crazy yeah. so yes yes like starters and again the outfield was all makeshift after the trade deadline last year but I gotta believe that with Acuna coming back I think they'll get again some some pieces to well, surround them But they I also get Mike Soroka
2: true but if he, I mean how we'll no, to walk I mean,
1: without breaking his legs or whatever.
2: Uh, so um, I mean, okay, yeah. So you're gonna have Freeman, you have Charlie Morton, you got Ian Anderson, you got Huskar, you Noah, and you got Mike Soroka coming back. That's, I think I mean, the, that's, bull, that's the bullpen world, has gotten a little better.
1: That's a World Series team,
0: dude. I, I well, I don't think it's a World Series. Well, that's
2: a team that got them there.
0: Well, I mean. Yes, but I mean the the that outfield they put together came up clutch in so many ways. Sure. So I would say the Braves. I think it's going to be super tight. I think all the way I down think it's to the, the end of the year. I think the Mets. The Mets barely it out. Oh, you
1: think the Mets? I think win it's the division?
2: Mets division. I think it's the Mets wow. division to lose. I think it's the. Most I mean, I to I lose. think,
1: well, by sports nature, isn't it? Wouldn't it be the Braves division to lose since they're the winning division holder? I okay,
2: yes, right? I you know what I mean. you could Series. say that you know what because I mean? they just won the division in the World yeah. Series. Yeah, but I think with the fact, so that the I think Braves... it, I
1: think if anything, yeah, I think if anything, the Braves obviously have to show to, they're they're going to repeat.
0: I think it's going to be a pretty deep division. And what's going to happen, in my opinion, is that the Mets are if, and again, this is a huge caveat, but if the ground stays healthy, which is big, but if he stays healthy, I think they find a way down to win out the division. But I don't believe any wildcard teams coming out of that because I think the other teams have gotten good enough to beat up on each other. So you're not gonna have a 91 team. So even last yeah. year, the the Braves only won 88. So I think I think even next year, if you win 88 in that division, with all of them improving, you'll win easy. But I don't think there'll be a wild card. But I, so I, I do believe the Mets. No, the wild, uh, wild card's
2: not coming out of the NL East.
0: Right. So I I gotta believe the Mets win. By maybe a game and a half. And that's it. Book it. I'm
1: saying the Braves yep. run away with it. They, they. I'm saying Braves win by at least five games.
2: Book it. Wow. That's bold. That's bold, Cotton. Yeah. yeah. Book it.
0: But, but I think we can all agree that the even though they gotten better, the Marlins would still be in third and fourth place, and Washington's gonna. Be fifth, and the top three are just kind of we'll see. Yep,
2: I still think the Mets take the division by how well, many?
1: Make a make a make a wild bet. How about we got to do that? How about everybody else to make a crazy bet? Mine's Braves by at least five. I don't,
2: I mean, because look, okay, so the Mets are projected right now to be an 89 win team and take the division. 89 mm. to 73 is a Mets projection for next year. They've got Nemo. They signed Starling Marte. Uh, they brought in Mark Kana. So I mean their opening day projected lineup as of now. You're looking at Brandon Nemo or Nimo. Uh Marte, Frankie Lindor, Polar Bear, Escobar, Kana, McCann. Who's who's Escobar? Jeff like McNeil, Water, Escobar? Yeah. I mean, that's Eduardo uh, Westmore.
0: That's not a bad one.
2: You, you still got the Grom and they really signed one, Scherzer. Yeah. You've got the right, two best arms in baseball on the same team.
0: Yeah. If, it, what, what, if, what if the Grom's healthy.
1: Yeah, that's a big caveat, Jake. Yeah. What college did Pete go to?
0: I forget.
2: If you're asking, you that means he know. went to Florida. Yeah. Yo, know, Pete Alonso. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Let's also talk about the fact that Ben did not go to Florida. So like
1: Hey, I might.
2: You didn't. Sure. Yeah,
1: sure. but I might do my have not yet to this there. point in your life. Well, I might do my master's program now
0: Yeah, so I think I think the Mets come out, but the the, the in the last like I think in the last the series, the Mets win by – the the Mets have a, a break between first and second place, and they had the division by, at most, two two games. So it'll be close.
2: Like, okay, it's the like Mets, Mets also by have two games. Robbie Cano, who is
0: – I mean, he is – Yeah, I saw – I saw a video of Cano in the uh, DR hitting home runs like crazy.
1: they are down to that. Check out The yeah. juice in the DR. They call that boy Tropicana down <laughs> there, bro. He's juice. <laughs> my man. My man is. Yeah.
2: So, okay. You still got guys. You still got. They still have Robbie Cano. They have Dominic Smith coming off the bench. Their bullpen still. And they're <laughs> the of their starters. You still got T1 Walker. Carlos Carrasco, Seth Lugo. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It's the Mets division. It's the Mets division. All
1: right. All
2: right. We'll see. Are you wrong? But yeah. We'll see. yeah. 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 I not, mean, I,
0: I'm not. Um. And just just so anyone who's listening, still listening after all this time, Del's uh, had to go. But uh, and again, we went super late, so understandably. But uh, I will say this: uh, if the if it's between the Braves and the Mets right now, the, Bra- the Braves have more holes to fill currently, and yes. they'll have a very short offseason, like two, maybe two or three weeks, for to sign players. I don't believe that's enough time to get ready. So in that way, I think the Mets can start hot. And as long as they, you know, they stay healthy, which again is a big caveat, they can, I think they they squeeze it out. But uh, either way, so I mean, we'll see at the end. But uh, I love uh,
2: love the addition of Starling Marte.
0: I don't know. I mean, we I, as a, again as a Cubs fan, I saw him for quite a while in Pittsburgh. He was you know productive, but I mean, maybe he figured something out in the in uh, Miami in Oakland, but he never was that you know that top dollar free agent until this year. So I just doubt his I don't think he has that much experience thriving. So that's yeah, I'm, why I'm I I don't I don't Jake. I I'm not sold. I I'm not doubt I'm not like dismissing, but I'm not sold yet.
1: Get get back at me at the All Star break and we'll see.
0: Yeah. Hey,
2: so you voted three ten last year. Yeah, that's all right. Jake, go ahead.
1: What are you saying?
0: No, no, it's it's okay. So Starling Marte, I think we can we can agree that last year was his best year. But I think where we disagree, mm. I mean, he got big money for I, last I year. Know. He's ne- He's never gotten he... big money
2: anywhere. Okay, so, then. okay, going down going down his batting averages alone since he came into the league 2012, 257, 280, 291, 11 275, 295, 280. And then in 2021, he batted 310.
0: Yeah, I mean
2: that like
1: 270 to 280 hitter his whole career. That's not like superstar numbers.
0: It the one the one thing I'd say is that if if he is a difference maker and he's able to do that again, then yes, I believe it's a great signing. But is he going to repeat that? I don't know that for sure. So that's the only way.
1: The only way it's worth the money is if he can replicate what he did for Oakland last year, and and I don't think he can. I think he more. I I mean, if you look at it, more of his seasons are like this, as opposed to the one jump. He played more anomaly of batting three ten.
2: See, he played for Miami and Oakland last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. So, well, I'm saying so. Like he hit 16 doubles in Oakland, and so he played 64 games in Miami. He played 56 games in Oakland. He had 71 hits and 74 hits favoring Oakland. 16 doubles, 11 doubles favoring Oakland. Two triples, one triple favoring Oakland. Seven homers, five homers. Uh he had five more RBI. He had twenty-two and twenty-five stolen bases. He had a total of forty-seven and five caught steals. Well,
1: sure, you gonna do that. That's
0: just, I, that was I, so. Cool, but... So, like, I'm. You I, know, I, if I've if done, he does, like, if he does that, if he if he's able to produce somewhere close to that. I would say he's a difference maker and he's worth some money, but that's every year besides this, that this past year, he's been a good player, but he's not been a a, a, a worthy player, a player, a player, yeah. a player yeah. that you want to build some, you know, your lineup around. So if he's able to do that for sure, I'm right there with you. But that'll take until the all-star break, maybe longer, to find out.
2: I agree. I mean, okay. I, I agree. I just, I, 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 my point was, like, the signing. Yeah. Of and I think he's going to be looked at as a major factor that helps them win the division next year.
0: Yeah. And I mean, will definitely see going down. Last thing we'll do, and just to wrap this up, is we'll talk about. So we did first base with Shohei and Seager. Second base was talking about who you start franchise with. Then third third base was the end segment about the division breakdown, divisions, and because again, we're this is gonna be the longest episode we'll ever do. But I will say, let's go. Let's uh, hit home plate and talk about the Chicago focus of. Central from Chicago. Uh, let's let's not go into every team because I think that'd be lengthy. But I would say let's pick one team. Each of us pick one team and make you know just a brief comment as we're hitting home plate. So I'll start by just talking about the Cubs because they are my, my long term long term favorite team. I'm very content yeah, well, it says the White Sox fan. So I will say this, is that after trading all of their players, Brian, Rizzo, Baez, all that stuff, I will say the Cubs offseason so far has been confusing because it seems like they're going for it with Marcus uh, Stroman and Jan Gomes being maybe a backup. Uh, in the gamble of Clint Frazier, but it doesn't make too much sense going forward. I, I'm i willing to be proven wrong. Everyone's talking about Carlos Correa. That's never going to happen. Trust me, as a Cubs fan, we're never getting some $300 million player, no matter what. What do guys have?
1: I'll talk about Go the players. And Dan can talk about hockey or something dumb. Um... <laughs> Here's my here's my take on the Bears, right? We don't have a first-round pick, right, for next year's draft. Right? So if they're going to win games, win games. Because it's not hurting us not to win games, you know what I mean? It's someone else's pick. It's not our pick. So if they're going to win, win. I'm all for it. If that means Foles is going to get us a win, fine. If that means Dalton's going to get us a win, fine. If that means Fields going to win, fine. At this point, Fields, does nothing left to prove this season. So putting him out there doesn't really mean anything. You know, Nagy's going to be gone. Uh, Pace is hopefully going to be gone. And we're going to have a wholesale change. You know, and I was watching, uh, I think it was Ryan Rosillo's podcast, he was talking about, you know, how – I mean, it's it's not like a, a new thing, but like the turmoil of these young quarterbacks with their coaches being fired and how it, you know, affects their development, having to learn a whole new system next year and doing all that. And he's basically like a rookie again, you know. So it's like we have to – and we end up giving, as fans, the player more leeway than we do the coaches. So we're, we're going to be quick to fire whoever the next coach is if they're not winning. But we'll give Nagy – or we'll give Fields four years of being bad because then we can always pin it on somebody else. You know what I mean? And I just one time, as a Bears fan, want to get back into the comfort of having, like, lovey where – Dude, we fired him after a 10 win season. Like, and then we went to Trestman. And the only good thing about Trestman was he had that one hot daughter. And then <laughs> that was it for him. John Fox was terrible. Ugh. And then, of course, you want know where we are now. And it's like he inherited a great defense, but Nagy has not shown that he's been a great coach. You know, he, he certainly hasn't shown that he's a good play caller. I just think. If the Bears are going to restart, restart. But we have to hold Fields accountable if he's bad.
0: Dan, what's a one take on one team in Chicago?
2: Uh, Well, I'm going to take my White Sox. A phenomenal year last year, projected to win the division, did so. uh, I just don't think they were built for playoffs, and that showed. They won one game again second year in a row, make it to the first round and you win one game and get knocked out, man. Uh, it's frustrating fight. cause, cause it seems like you can, they beat up and it's annoying because they clearly beat up on the teams they're supposed to be up on and struggled against the teams that they should be more competitive against. And they're, they're not built are not built that way. And it's kind of getting annoying. Uh, I don't know. I haven't I gotta really look at the team and like analyze a lot more to figure out where the changes need to be made. But uh it's yeah. Uh, it's it's gotta you gotta have to mix going forward. We easily could make some big moves in the in the offseason here and bring in some bats. I really like Castellanos. I think he could help the Sox out in right field. Uh there's a lot of free agent arms. That we could bring in or bring back. I think Carlos Rodon had a good season. I don't think he's going to have a season quite as much as he did, quite as well as he did last year. Uh, bring back Mark Burley. That being said, there are other guys <laughs> that you could bring in.
0: This is going to be by far our longest episode. I will say that up front. So if you're still with us, thank you. But also. Thank you don't uh don't expect this to be the the regular runtime so what we'll do is we'll just sign off this is the on on a family basis podcast and i'm jake
1: i'm
2: ben i'm dan
0: in dallas already off off so yeah good night guys and uh we'll see you guys next week